With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Smith rifles that one to Mims. And that's a foot race. He's going to win. Touchdown, Baylor. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Five straight games, Anthony, where he's got a touchdown catch of over 20. That's into the middle of that line and it's a touchdown big return for Crowder 85 yards there was contact with the quarterback and it's incomplete they got pressure on Prescott it was Adams who came blitzing in he'll hit immediately when he got the handoff you know and it's <laughs> the Q-inator. oh my gosh listen thank you from the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And we're going to talk about how the Jets did this offseason. Always good to get some opinions from people who follow the team very, very closely. And in fact, in a lot of cases, get paid to follow the team very, very closely. And so when I got one of my favorite beat writers covering the Jets for NorthJersey.com, Mr. Andy Vasquez. Andy, what's going on, man? Thanks for coming back on the show. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having me, man. Hope you're staying safe and sane in these strange days. Trying to stay as safe and sane as I can, but you know how it is with this team on top of everything that's going on. It's usually not a lot of sanity involved, but I will say, Andy, the last time we talked, we were both hoping that the Jets would have a good offseason, but we weren't exactly sure what to expect. Now we know what the bulk of their transactions have led to, and we're talking about the draft, we're talking about free agency, and so we know more or less what the roster is going to look like within reason. There's going to be some moves here and there, but the core of the roster seems to be in place. Let's start with the draft. What did you think about the Jets picking Mekhi Becton at number 11? Well, I don't think it was a slam dunk. I, I think they had options there. They had a tough choice there, especially given that they lost Robbie Anderson in free agency and they need they needed, I think, to give Sam Donald more weapons than they did. But it's 
hard to argue with what they did because when you look at Darnold last year and the way he was running around and the way he looked more uncomfortable at the end of the season in the pocket than he did at any point really as a rookie, for them to focus on the offensive line and get a guy like Makai Beckton who has the potential to not only contribute right away as a rookie, but be that guy for Darnold on the left side for you know the next decade, I think they made the right choice. And it's going to be exciting to see uh, – does and and how he develops and then the second round they made the curious decision to trade down a lot of people were yelling for Denzel Mims at number 48 and then sure enough he fell to number 59 what'd you think of Joe Douglas taking that gamble of trading down and then were you expecting Denzel Mims to be there at 59 because I certainly wasn't yeah I think they were I can't remember they were before that I think it was 48 yeah, I think it was 48 to 59, and I didn't expect him to be there at 48. So the fact that he was still there at 59, you know, Joe Douglas is obviously better at this than I am. Um, and he made a good move, got what he needed. Uh, I don't think it solves the immediate problem that they're going to have. You, I don't think you can ask Denzel Mims to, you know, be a huge contributor this year. But he could, he has the obviously the size and the speed to, to make an impact. And, yeah, it was, it was not something they needed. They got great value there, and now it's their job to make sure that he maximizes that potential. But you, you can't ask really anything more out of Joe Douglas there. He got them what they needed, which was more draft capital and a wide receiver. So it was, it was a nice job by him. And then the rest of the draft played out interestingly. They made a deal with the Patriots. They drafted a quarterback in the fourth round, which I think a lot of people didn't see coming. Then they traded one of their draft picks to the Colts for Quincy Wilson. They got a punter, so a lot going on the rest of the way. What did you think overall of the Jets' draft class? I think it's hard to argue with pretty much anything other than going with a quarterback there in the fourth round. Uh, they had so many other needs. They could have easily drafted a second wide receiver, and there were guys on the board uh, who could contribute right away. I think a little, maybe you know, not with the feeling that, that Mims has, but guys who had the capability to help them right away and, and a backup quarterback or a guy who could potentially develop into a backup quarterback isn't, um, you know, priority there in my eyes. But that's, I think, you're nitpicking when you go with that. I have no problem with a punter uh, at that stage in the draft, especially you're getting one of the best punters in college there, um, a guy who's probably going to be there, I mean, almost certainly going to be their starter this year. So um, I, I think – they did a lot of things uh, that you have to like. They, they filled the quarterback need. I mean, the cornerback need with, with um, you know, a guy who can come up and, and contribute probably right away. And, and Hall, uh, you know, he was a guy out of Virginia who uh, fell in the draft because of the injury stuff and, and was a guy who a lot, some people saw as a second-round potentially guy. So um, for them to get that need filled and for them to basically I, I like the Ashton Davis thing because I think he's a guy who can play alongside uh, Marcus May and Joe Adams in three safety seven and really it might be able to let Jamal be more unlocked at the line of scrimmage um, and in the role we saw last year in which he was so successful so I, I like a lot of the stuff they did in this draft um, the quarterback thing in the fourth round would, would be the only thing that I would kind of 
take issue with. That's nitpicking. Overall, it's a it's a good first draft for Joe Douglas. Of course, get back to me in three years, and we'll, and we'll you know talk about if it really was a good draft for Joe Douglas. <laughs> That's always the trick. But it did seem at least like Joe Douglas had command of the process in a way that we didn't see much from a couple of his predecessors. Not just Mike McCagnan, but also John Idzik and Mike Tenenbaum post-Derek Mangini. It just felt like he really knew how the board was going to break and was prepared. Whereas a lot of times you would see Mike McCagnan make these moves, maybe get a little too cute, and then sort of panic and take a guy that didn't make a lot of sense. John Idzik, we could talk about the Idzik 12, and then Mike Tannenbaum, a big part of the reason why this roster fell apart over the course of a bunch of years is because the core that was built up when Mangini was here and before that when Parcells was here and Herm Edwards and all that crumbled and they never really properly replaced those guys in the draft, it at least felt like Joe Douglas had a better feel for the process than those guys, didn't it? Yeah, and I want again, I want to say this with, you know, obviously the caveat that we're, we're going to find out how good it was, but he seemed really up to the moment, really comfortable making deals that made sense and deals that like clearly in terms of draft chart value, the Jets won those, those deals um, in terms of getting back the kind of value that you want to get. Like how often do you see the Jets you know, win a trade with the Patriots and really kind of end up winning two trades? Cause I think they traded one of the picks they got back was the pick that they traded for uh, Demarius Thomas earlier uh, in the season. So, so that's one thing they, they, they kind of got one over on Belichick a little bit. I mean, we'll see. But um, and you got to give him credit because this was not a normal draft. This was difficult. This was complicated. This was doing it from home, which they never thought they'd have to do. Things they never thought they'd have to do it was a really challenging draft to be, you know, your first one in the big seat. And he was able to maneuver and better value than they had before. So you have to give them credit for that. That's that should be something that's exciting for Jets fans because this guy, you know, obviously knew what he was doing, was confident and comfortable doing it and, and executed. Uh, in terms of, you know, getting picks and, and maneuvering that side of the, of the draft, he did a great job. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. What about free agency? Let's start with Robbie Anderson. What did you think of that? Did you find it peculiar that the amount of money that Robbie Anderson got fell quite short of what some people were expecting, maybe to the point that the Jets should have tried a little harder to keep him? Yeah, forgive me, I can't exactly remember what the guaranteed money was, but if I recall correctly, it was $10 million, mm-hmm. um, or somewhere right in that range. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that should have been a no-brainer for the Jets, especially considering... If you know that that offer was on the table for them, if they had a chance to match, because they need he was their best weapon. That's a reasonable price, and the only other receiver on the roster at that point who was healthy and proven is Jamison Crowder. So the idea that you would go into 2020 and this is Sam Darnold's third year with a downgraded receiver class over last year's receiver class wasn't great seems unacceptable to me. I still don't like it. I still don't think Denzel Mims and Rashard Perriman, um, even though he went to UCF, great school, um, I, I don't think <laughs> that those guys are guarantees to combine even to be to make the kind of impact that Robbie Anderson made. I mean, he was the most explosive weapon on the offense. So I'm not saying like one of them it, it can't happen and I think there's a chance that it does, but it's not guaranteed. And, and there's just as good of a chance that Donald has kind of a downgraded receiver target class this year. So I don't like that part of it. But, um, you know, they got a good – they had a good run out of Robbie Anderson. Obviously, they didn't, um, you know, see – they can say whatever they want about battling him or whatever. But clearly, they didn't because they didn't pay and – Time will tell if that was the right decision or if it wasn't. Um, but I thought it was a little bit sketchy that they didn't give Donald more weapons going into this year. If things break the wrong way, it's going to look really bad. Um, so that that was kind of a puzzling decision to me. But, you know, they, they did their, I'm sure, their due diligence on Robbie. And for some reason, they, they decided they wanted to move on. And we're going to find out if it, it was the right decision or not. Overall, do you think they did enough when they added Perriman and then Mims in the draft? Do you think that's enough in terms of adding to the wide receiver core, especially considering that, as you said, Robbie Anderson, who was their best receiver, is gone, and now we know that Quincy Nunwa is definitely not going to play in 2020? I, I don't think they did. I really don't think they did enough. You know, Perriman, the second half of last year, was as good as any receiver in football, but that's the only time in his career he's ever proven that. So it's a big gamble to be like, is this guy going to be that level or is he going to be the guy with a total bust for the first four plus years of his career? 
and, and injured by injury. I mean, that's another guy they're relying on to stay healthy, which is, you know, it's, this is a big ask. And, and Mims, you know, he played in a conference that isn't known for exactly delivering offensive talent uh, that, that can contribute right away. It, it, there's a reason he fell in the draft. So despite having that immense size and, and tremendous speed. So I, I don't like it, but maybe they're, they're thinking, and we shouldn't forget this, that they're getting a weapon back in Chris Herndon and a guy who was a vertical threat as a rookie. Uh, he had a lot of catches beyond 20 yards for a tight end. Um, it's a risk because, you know, he had a lot of health problems last year and, and some bad luck. There's no guarantee he's going to be back at that level. But I don't think we should forget that um, they're getting him back too, and that is a weapon that, that could be – obviously, Darnold had a lot of chemistry with him and, and did a nice job together in their rookie year. So that kind of makes it understandable, but I just think that you go into this year, this big, huge year for Sam Darnold, and you maybe give him a worse receiver class than he had last year, that's tough for me to swallow. What about the offensive line? I know they made a lot of changes. They bring in Van Rotnick guard. They go out and they get George Fant. We talked about Becton. Cam Clark comes in, although I don't think most people expect him to play in 2020. Seems like more of a projection for 2021. But there are new pieces on this offensive line, Connor McGovern, obviously, as well. With all the changes, do you think that the Jets did enough to improve or do you think it's a situation where just because they have different pieces doesn't necessarily mean that they're all that much better than the ones that they already had? No, I, I think this isn't like paying them a vast compliment, but the, the line is going, it would be hard to imagine the line being worse than it was last year. <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. And, and they, they didn't add guys. A lot of these guys they added are like solid guys, like McGovern. He's not a superstar, but he's, he's a solid. And, Van Roten, he was solid. And Fan, he was solid. Um, they didn't have, like, three solid guys last year. So, if in adding three, you know, three guys and, and obviously Beckton, you should have a, a semblance of an offensive line that can block, you know, give Sam Darnold some time and, and clear some space for Le'Veon Bell. They, they have a lot of depth now. You have Alex Lewis coming back. Um, and you have a lot of guys who can, you know, contribute. So, Obviously, um, they wanted to go the depth route over, uh, you know, signing a big name like Conklin, or uh, his name is escaping me because you know, so much has happened since then. But the, the guard from Washington, um, they obviously couldn't get him because the rest of the franchise tagged him. But um, you know, there, there's other guys who are out there, the big names that are escaping my my brain right now, um, with all that's happened since then. So they chance. To, to go for some of the big names, they went for depth. It works if these guys are the quality depth that Joe Douglas thinks they are. But this is what I come back to. If you if you go back to the end of 2018 and you look at the guys who were blocking for Sam Darnold when he played his best in his rookie year, this was not an impressive group of guys. And Darnold, but they were good enough to like give him what the offensive line couldn't last year, which was like a little bit of time consistent not much but a little and he still was able to like play really well against some pretty good football teams and, and play well enough to make the difference for the Jets to win so Donald's already proven he can do that if they give him any help up front 
I think he, that this offensive line this year will be better than what we saw at the end of 2018. Obviously, again, not a high bar to clear, but that is what Sam Darnold needs, and I think he's going to have enough time to make a difference, to make some of the plays that we saw him capable of and not be dropping back there and, and wondering where the next defender is coming from. Let's talk a little defense. I know the offseason was mostly focused on offense because we knew where they needed to improve. Specifically, they had to get guys that could block better and keep Sam Darnold upright, and they needed to get some playmakers for Sam Darnold. But on the defensive side of the ball, they made some additions. The biggest weak spots were edge rusher and corner, and I want to talk about edge rusher first. First of all, before we get into other moves that they made at the position, were you surprised that Jordan Jenkins came back on a one-year deal for such a relatively low figure? Yeah, I was. I thought, you know, the Jets would kind of want to lock him up and, and send a message that this is a guy who's done everything right since he's been here uh, and, and shown you know, leadership and played well. He's been, obviously, their most effective pass rusher over the last two seasons. Um and they didn't. And that tells me a couple of things. Uh, you know, first of all, that Joe Douglas does not want to pay anyone. And, and the Robbie Anderson thing, too. Does not want to pay anyone a dollar more than he thinks what their value is. And that, that I think, it's a double-edged sword. It's a good thing. That's kind of, you want that kind of discipline out of your GM. But there's also times when you kind of got to go above. And, and that makes you wonder what's going to happen with this whole Jamal Adams situation. But, um it also tells you they're not super sold on on Jordan Jenkins as kind of a building block for the defense. And I, I think he's a year away. From, I think he could have a breakout year. And if he gets to the quarterback a lot this year, he could be. They could have missed a chance to maybe get him at a, at a pretty decent price. Because, you know, he's had 15 sacks in the last two years. But if he comes out and has you know, 10 sacks this year, all of a sudden you're like, okay, this guy – is a pretty productive edge rusher. So um, that, that, that whole dynamic was interesting to me. I think Jenkins is a guy that, that you should want to build around. So I, I didn't get that, but I mean, what did you think? I thought that it was a solid move on a one-year deal for that price to bring back Jenkins. I don't think that he's a guy that moves the needle at all as far as edge rusher goes. He's not a stud pass rusher. He's a guy who's solid at the position. But I think to be able to bring him back at that price at least gives you somebody to hold it down until you figure out what to do long term. And if he has a breakout year this year, we saw it with Dante Fowler, then maybe they go ahead and lock him up. But at the very least, you have a capable piece there. The rest of the way, though, Andy, with these edge rushers, you look at Jabari Zaniga, that's a question mark, third-round pick. Other than that, there's not a lot there. Brandon Copeland is gone. So what do you think? Did they do enough overall to really improve that position? Because we know it was a big weak spot for them last year. Yeah, I mean, they. I mean, like you said, Zaniga out of Florida, he's another guy out of Florida. And he doesn't have to do much to be better than, than the last guy, but... <laughs> Uh, so that that's a plus. No no pressure for him. But yeah, I, I mean it's it's basically the same as every other offseason with the Jets. It, they um they did they, they didn't find the fit at edge rusher. But the good news is the defense kind of showed last year that they can be effective without getting that pressure. And um, you know maybe maybe you see a, a Quinn and Williams step up and and get to the quarterback more this year. I guess that's one way to positively look at it is is that. 
there will be more opportunities for him. But yeah, I don't I don't think they did enough. But it was a tough spot because this wasn't a wide receiver. This wasn't a a draft that was loaded with edge rushers. So um, a step right at the very top. So it's kind of a tough spot um, for them to fill that. That and, and they're obviously not going to pay big money to get a guy like Clowney. And I, nor do I think they should because the things are tight enough with the cap. So yeah, it was a tough spot. But that I think if you have one position to neglect, that was probably the one. That's going to wrap up part one of our 2020 offseason review with Andy Vasquez covering the New York Jets for NorthJersey.com. We'll be back with part two tomorrow. In the meantime, make sure that you're following Andy at Andy underscore Vasquez on Twitter. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't take you much time. It doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could do that for us, we would be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.